Welcome to the People of Pathology podcast. I'm Dennis Strink. On this podcast, we explore pathology, laboratory medicine, and forensic science. As we've been exploring these different roles within the laboratory, I've been finding it interesting how some of the roles in other countries are similar to what's here in the US and some of them are different. My guest today is Hatija Besseron. Hatija is a macroscopic technician in Turkey. We're going to talk about how the macroscopic technician is similar to the American pathologist assistant and some ways that it's very different. And we'll also talk about some of the things that she really enjoys about her job. All right, here's Hatija Besseron. So Hatija Besseron. All right. Yes. I, yeah, all right. So thanks for being here with me today. I'm trying to get to know you a little bit more and learn about you and learn about the job that you're doing and kind of how you got to where you are. So let's let's kind of start way at the beginning. And I'm curious about kind of the education system there in Turkey, because I know in some countries uh, they kind of steer the students in, in particular directions, depending on what their interests are. Can you tell me about your kind of early schooling and what that was like and then how you got interested in science? Yes. Hello, everyone. Firstly, this was my childhood dream. After secondary school, I studied health vocational high school. I did internship in hospitals taught high school. During the internship, a sympathy for pathology developed. Okay. This actually sounds very similar to things that I've heard from um, American pathologist assistants, as well as clinical laboratory scientists and pathologists as well, that once you get into the field and get some experience in the lab, you find out that that's what you really enjoy. I know that was definitely the case for me. I started off as a lab assistant in a histology department in one of the local hospitals here. And once I started to realize what pathology was, I found that I really enjoyed it and I was very interested in it. And then I just wanted to learn all that I could about it. My job is very exciting because um, everything is handmade. We create great products and ultimately touch patients' lives. That's an important point because it's really easy to forget that we do affect the patient's lives being kind of stuck away in the lab. I don't know if it's the same as over here where the lab is kind of in the basement of the hospital all the time, but the things that we do directly affects the patients. I mean, it directly affects their diagnosis and also any further treatment that they're going to get. I also agree with what you said about the job being exciting. I mean, it's the same for me here. I think my job is exciting too. I get to see interesting things every single day, and I get to know that I'm helping people. So I'm glad that we have that in common. Now, I'm curious about like when you were in school, did you have other people like family members or other teachers that were mentors for you or help, helped you guide you into your career? Yes, we started our microscopy training thanks to our department head, Hüseyin Üstün. With his program, Doctor. We were trained by Hacer Ece Özcan. Now, you said that you discovered the pathology field while you did an internship in, in high school. Is that right? Yes. 
Okay. Did you like it right away? Like, did you know that this is something you wanted to do as soon as you started doing it? No, no. Uh, the firstly, I don't anything know, but the started in the school pathology. Uh, I I was very interesting. The other say attract me in pathology. So you're a macroscopic technician. And I know that's similar to what we have here in the U.S., the pathologist assistant, right? Yes. Okay. Now, I'd like to kind of go through what the training was like for you to become a macroscopic technician, because I want to see if that's the same as what the pathologist assistants have here in the U.S. Can we? Can you kind of go through what the training was like for you? Yes, for me is macroscopic uh, science, macroscopic uh, microscopic white is very complex. Okay. Because it's very very small things and uh, we must we must detail revived this small microscopic leaves. And from what you've written about this, it, it sounds like this was kind of modeled after the American pathologist assistant programs. So you're not only learning macroscopic features of a particular specimen, but you're also looking at the microscopic slides and learning that aspect as well, which again is similar to the U.S. Uh, pathologist assistant programs. How did you learn how to uh, how to examine the bigger specimens. Like some of the videos that I've seen of you are bigger specimens. How did you learn how to do those? My learning process, very difficult. I was constantly studying. There weren't really many researchers in the subject. After five years, I felt comfortable because I was obsessive. I paid attention to all materials and went to the pathologist for consultation, even in the smallest lesion. Okay, so it took five years, you said, for you to feel comfortable doing this? Yes, five years. I'm working uh, 10 years, but exactly dominance this pathology for five years. Okay, I see. And there was a pathologist that helped to teach you throughout that time? Yes, uh, pathology, every, um, every task. Uh, pathology taught me a lot about everything. I learn about everything. Okay, so that's good. I mean, I talk about mentors all the time on this podcast, and it's important to have a mentor, especially for something like what you're doing, which is not yet a formalized program, although I know you're working to make that happen. And, we're, and we'll talk about that a little bit later. But so it's important to have somebody that you can turn to when you need some help. And also in your job, you do cytology. And that part is a little bit different from pathologist assistance here in the US. We do a little bit of that, but not as much as you do. So did you learn the cytology part first or was that at the same time or how did that how did that work at the same time same time learn cytology 
uh, in other say, cytology is really cool. The more I look at these cells, the more excited I get every day. I love to evaluate bedside thyroid fine needle aspiration. And I would like to be good psychologician, psychologist in the future. Okay, so what you're talking about, I, I guess here in the U.S., we, we would call that an adequacy assessment where you actually go into the radiology department for the fine needle aspirations, the FNA procedures, and you're determining if there's adequate material to make a diagnosis. And of course, the other thing that's important about that is your getting outside of the pathology department and you're interacting with doctors and other staff from other departments, which increases exposure for the lab and the patients get to see you and they know who you are. So is the role of the macroscopic technician, is that definitely defined in Turkey or is that something that's still being developed? I mean, I mean, I know there's no certification at this point, but is the role defined? Definition of pathology technician profession is main, being made again. And the job description and title of microscopy technician and psychologist will be corrected by the ministry. And this is something that you're heavily involved in as well. I mean, working with the ministry to uh, correct and improve the definition of the macroscopic technician. Can we talk about the frozen sections? Because I read in the article that you wrote for the pathologist, you were talking about doing remote frozen sections. You, you go and cut them and then you send the images a thousand kilometers away. Frozen sections? Yeah. Yes. It, firstly, uh, cells, we cells, we freeze cells. Because to look in detail, I must freeze the cells. Right. So let me try to expand on this a little bit more. So you're kind of pioneering the use of digital pathology, or I guess it's more like telepathology in Turkey. And you're in cars and the pathologist that you're working with for this is in Ankara, which is, I think you said a thousand kilometers away. So this is basically opposite ends of the country. And the reason that I wanted to highlight this is using telepathology like this allows you to provide healthcare service to underserved areas or remote areas, areas that don't, that maybe don't have a pathologist on staff. So it just adds another reason uh, for the usefulness of the macroscopic technician. This is the People of Pathology podcast with our guest Hatija Besseron. We'll be right back. LabVine enables improved healthcare by helping labs future-proof, transform careers, and build professional relationships. They do this with tools, solutions, and resources curated from internationally recognized sources. I want to tell you about several new features on LabVine right now. One of them is the Lab Relevance Compass from Jeremy Schubert, who you might remember from episode 65 of this podcast. There's also a webinar that Jeremy did that goes into more detail about the Lab Relevance Compass, which you can find on VineStream. You can also find a couple of new courses on communication skills from 2020 Science, and there are several new content experts as part of the ConfLab as well. 
You can check out LabVine by following the link in the show notes, and you can sign up absolutely free. And while you're there, you can also listen to the People of Pathology podcast right there on my VineStream channel. Dress a Med has been designing and manufacturing high-quality scrubs since 1980. The prices are affordable, the shipping is very fast, and the scrubs have lots of pockets, which I really like. I actually have several sets of these myself. So check out Dress a Med by using the link in the show notes. You can sign up for their loyalty program for free and earn special offers and discounts. Now back to Hatija Besseron on the People of Pathology podcast. You are part of a committee that went to the the ministry and the government to standardize training for macroscopic technicians. Can you tell me about that, how you did that? Yes, my ministry is very supported to pathology technician. And on the other hand, my department's head, Hussein Üstün, the the most departed she most departed to me and it's uh, very excited to me and this self self continued to give me self confidence to all things right so you've got the support of the government and it sounds like mm, most pathologists are supportive, uh, definitely where you work. So I can see how that would give you the, the self-confidence that you just mentioned. And so you're working to try to define what the what the role is. And then I think I read that you're working on a certification or you're part of the committee that's working on the certification. And also that you're working with the other macroscopic technicians in the country to form an association of macroscopic technicians which I actually find really interesting because that sounds very similar to what we've got in the U.S. here, the American Association of Pathologist Assistants. So I'm very interested to watch that develop for you. We said a little while ago that you use social media, you use Twitter quite a bit. And some of the some of the things that I've seen you post on Twitter, they've been uh, essentially grossing videos like so you show the specimen that you have, and then it's kind of a time lapse of you inking it and cutting it, and then taking the sections. Do you yes. do you teach other people how to do the job that you do? Is that something you do now, or you would like to do in the future? Social media is very uh, important for this process. Uh, every pathology uh, friends meets. Thanks to the social media meet. Thanks to social network, I had an online meeting with all pathology technicians. We decided to establish a pathology technician association there. We have an opportunity to reach technicians all over Turkey. This is great. Uh, I used the social media in uh, eternity. <laughs> eternity. Okay. Are you trying to make a training program like we have here in the U.S.? Yes. Currently, the definition of pathology technician profession is being made again, and the job description and title of microscopy technician and psychologist will be corrected. 
by the ministry. Okay. So, you know, here in the U.S., there's a shortage of pathologists. And from what I've been told, that's the case in many other countries as well. Is that the case in your country? There is a shortage of pathologists in our country, which is very sad. Yeah, I agree with that. It seems like there aren't as many doctors going into the pathology field. Now, you're also in a doctoral program. You're studying tumor biology and immunology. Can you tell me about that? Yes. I made doctora in the pathology. I made master in biology, biology. Okay, so you finished the doctoral program already? Not finish. Okay. We say it's almost done. And then after that, do you are you interested in becoming a teacher at the university? Maybe. But uh, generally, I love in laboratory. I love work in laboratory. I love examine to examine to cells. And then uh, the in-university teachers be, why not? Uh, I definitely enjoy teaching, of course. I also love learning new things. Um, I'm always ready to provide training for the proliferation of many microscopic technicians in the future. Why did you choose to study tumor biology for your doctoral program? Was that interesting to you all along, or is that something new that you found out? I work very hard, hard. and in Monday, uh, in morning, in night, at night, Every day, every hour, I'm working the biology and then pathology. And then the last thing I wanted to ask you, if there's a student who wants to do a job like you do in your country, what sort of advice would you have for them? Yes, I suggest that set their goals and walk without listening to the negative thoughts of the people around them. And I advise them to constantly read and work on microscope without thinking that they know everything. Uh, remember, we don't have to know everything, but we have to try to learn. Okay, that's good advice. I like that. All right, Atisha Besseran, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Great big thanks to Hatija Besseran. Here's a trailer from another episode that I think you'll enjoy, and then I'll be back with some final comments on this episode. So you're doing grossing all three years, but the first year that it's it's pretty much all you're doing. Is that am I understanding that right? Yeah. All right, did. Do you enjoy the grossing? Well, as I was, as I told you, I was not familiar with what was the 
the day-to-day -day in a pathology lab, so I didn't know what grossing was. And I was quite impressed at first, but I must say, after a week or two, I started loving it. I mean, the surgeon inside of me screams of joy when I'm grossing. And I wish every program gave this importance to that part of the pathological examination because really what you see on, in the microscope is what you sample. If you, are, if you are not sampling it right, you won't see it right, you won't report it right. So right. grossing is a really important, it's the really first step to a good pathology. And I think every pathologist should know how to do a good grossing. You can hear more from Dr. Raquel Bittencourt as she tells us about pathology in Brazil in episode 59. Okay, so there was a bit of a language barrier on this one. I mean, Hatija was not able to really go in depth on some of these questions. So I tried to kind of fill in the blanks a little bit as much as I could. But I think English is like the third language that she speaks, and I don't know any Turkish at all, so I have to give her credit for that. She wrote an article that appeared in the Pathologist magazine recently, and I'll link that in the show notes if you'd like to learn more about her and the work that she does. And she's also pretty well known on Pathology Twitter, which is how we came in contact with each other. I'm also really interested in her efforts for certification of macroscopic technicians and trying to form an association because this sounds very much like the early days of pathologist assistants here in the US. So I'm curious to see how, how that goes. So like I said, check out the links in the show notes if you'd like to learn more about Hatija. Don't forget you can follow this show on Twitter and Instagram at People of Path or connect with me on LinkedIn. Thank you for continuing to share the show with others, and together, let's inspire the next generation of pathologists and laboratory professionals. This show is a member of Health Podcast Network, which connects listeners with conversations and stories about health, care, and well-being. And you can find a link in the show notes to Health Podcast Network if you'd like to check out some of their other interesting podcasts. Thank you very much for listening, and I will talk to you next time on the People of Pathology podcast. <laughs>